0: for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit,
2: also known as Dave Skulls. Look Welcome into the, the drive here on ninety three nine. The Ville, Mark Ennis, Dave We're out here at the back door again. We were just here what
3: month? Maybe a month ago. Yeah, uh, or so yeah. ago.
2: But we're back uh, again. Happy to be back uh, again
3: on a Friday, dude. Guess where we got our wings from last night for the uh, women's post game show? I came to back door and got them.
2: Do it again. Yeah. You cannot ever go wrong with wings, man.
3: No, you really can't. Really can. Well, you can if you go to places that are, aren't the back door, you know, or similar. Places do love specializing wings. Four, pet- yeah. There's a lot of places that do wings really well uh, in Louisville, but Backdoor is one of them.
2: We are out here uh, at the Backdoor on the Friday before the big uh, 2013 national championship uh, recognition tomorrow yeah. for Louisville and Clemson. I don't know if you are perhaps uh, bleary eyed a little bit from post game duties last night uh, with uh, the U of L women. But it was, um, I, you've, I've lived the life that you lived. I listened, I thought about uh, the, doing those kinds of post-game shows. There is nothing worse than trying to sort of navigate the two sides uh-huh. uh, of, of, of the natural reaction to a disappointing loss uh, like that. Uh, while I was watching, or while I was eating, I was oh man, I, my first thought was, like, oh, you get to do a post-game show where people's, you had a big opportunity, people's feelings are a big hurt. Uh, and we're going to emote about this, and someone's got to be blamed. How, yeah. how, how, would, how would you describe how the postgame show went last night for you the know, U of all all women losing Notre Dame on a buzzer beater?
3: There weren't a lot of, like, not everybody's. everybody respects Notre Dame to the point where they don't, like, we hate Notre Dame. We do. As a fan base, Muffet has done this to us. That's She's right. gone. doesn't That's matter. Right. We will always hate the Notre Dame women's program. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Coach Ivy. That's just how it is. Right. And I like her. doesn't matter. I think Jeff
2: Um, likes her a whole lot more than Muffet.
3: I think he does, too. Yes, I agree. Um, And, you know, the team played really hard and played really well for the most part. We can pick apart the turnovers. You know, early on, the post-defense was was lacking. Um, But, honestly, it boiled down to – and, obviously, every time we have any kind of a loss, the officiating is going to be (laughs) – women's basketball is just bad. Women's basketball officiating is awful. Uh, There is no fix in sight. And that's kind of the disclaimer at the top of every single postgame show. It's like we could do an hour and a half on the officiating. Right. We'll just put this out there. These were a couple of the big plays. Moving on, let's talk about the play. Um, Yeah, but last night I think most of the topics of conversation were, you know, we played really hard, but outside of officiating, the, the rotation I think confused people a lot. Even though every lineup pretty much worked. I think there were a few a few questions about the rotation and just the specific substitution patterns because they're getting kind of confusing. They've been...
2: All right. We're going to continue to try to uh, work through issues. Well, I don't know how much
3: you uh, all heard today. or not, but basically this team feels like it's right on the edge. Uh, they almost knocked off a top-10 team on the road last night. I think Haley played within herself for the most part. She had too many turnovers, uh, but she didn't push. didn't press it a lot at the end of the game. Uh, her and Mikasa played all 45 minutes. I thought that she could have benefited Haley being from maybe a stretch here or there, Um, but it was confusing to see the usage of Nyla and Morgan last night. Uh, They went huge stretches without either of them on the court. Um, I thought we got good play out of the bigs as a whole between uh, Olivia, Liz, and Josie. Josie had a great stretch at the uh, the last two minutes of the first half where she put up four points and three rebounds, and then he doesn't put her back into overtime. It's just a little confusing trying to wrap your mind about what he's trying to do with, with some of these combinations and, and what he's trying to get out of. I think Tyler put it really well last night. Like, what are you trying to get out of certain players? And like, for having issues finishing around the rim, what does Nyla do best? You know, and why is she on the bench for almost the entire second half? Uh, lots of questions. But overall, really pleased with the effort and with the level of play against a very good Notre Dame team. That frankly. Everything else aside, like we out – they're slightly bigger than us, but we out-rebounded them, you know, and, and everything else aside, turnovers, everything, it took a a career night from their center. Uh, sorry, Kylie Watson. She was, yeah. she was 8 for 8 from the field, had 20 points. Took career night from her to beat us. That's that's how it happened. And Olivia Miles was, was really good for the most part, and she hit an improbable shot as well. Um, and really the only other – Like, I get these talking points every time we lose a game. Uh, Everybody wants to focus on the size. And it's a weird team because, overall, we're not an undersized team, really. But some of our best lineups, I tweeted about this today, are on the smaller side. Like, if we play a true three-guard lineup, Chrysalin is not even 5'5". She's listed at 5'5". She's really 5'3". Mikasa and Haley are both 5'7". But they both rebound bigger than their size. You know, it's... It's kind of a, a challenge with, with the way we put our lineups together, but everybody in the ACC throws out a three- or four-guard lineup these days. Nobody's playing two true bigs all game with, like, another six-foot, six-foot-one player at the three. You know what I mean? It's just not really the way these teams are constructed anymore. Notre Dame threw out a 6-4 and a 6-3 starter, but we when, we when we got Nyla out there, she's 6-2. Uh, Liz is 6-4. Olivia is listed at 6-3. Uh, and Josie's a true, true 6'5". You know? like, we've got players to counter that. And we out-rebounded Notre Dame last night. We had more offensive rebounds than they did. I think Mikasa and, and Haley as elite rebounders for their size really help us there. And it's well documented how well Mikasa can do with players as much as 6 inches taller than her. Uh, she really doesn't flinch. Um, so I think size people get so hung up on our losses to Stanford in the tournament, South Carolina. You know, they think about these games, and they think about these elite players that we've had trouble with in the past, and they attribute every single loss that we get to some lack of size, and simply, not, it's simply not true. Like, I had people telling me that after the Votek game because of Elizabeth Kitley. She's six six. She's one of those unicorns. But the, the, the next tallest starter on their team is 5'11". Like, it's just not really true that's kind of a simplistic breakdown I want people to kind of think past that but it's true like down the stretch Notre Dame's guards were bigger than ours uh the front court was kind of a wash um and it's just but we played bigger than that I I just want people to kind of think past that when they're thinking about this women's team where it's not just it's not just a size thing uh but I think we're right on the verge and they're gonna break like it, it feels like they're peaking at the right time they lost in overtime on the road to number 10 Notre Dame in on a buzzer beater. On a buzzer beater. Like and I
2: thought that they they held strong uh, in that last minute where you know, they could have, I think, sort of just been like, ah, it's over. Yeah. You know, and came up with a steal and four quick points to tie that game. Yeah, they were down uh, four
3: with 18 yeah. seconds and, and, left.
2: And to have a buzzer beater like that go in when she um,
3: took a few steps. She took a walkabout. Get, to get there, she had a little walkabout. Uh,
2: uh, I, I look. I appreciated Jeff's comments after the game that he was. He, he sucks that they lost, but he uh, appreciates the fact that this was on ESPN. And yeah. if you watch this game, it was fun to watch. That's exact. That is exactly right. And I hate that that's true. <laughs> that they lost a game like that. Uh, would love for, for them to have been able to pull that one out. Uh, Notre Dame's really good. I hate that they they were they lost the game like that. This. I'm starting – and we can move on after this. I just wanted to give you, give you a chance to sort of No, for sure. Dude, you off, know I'll always I, want to talk about this. But I think that uh, the, the best parallel for this team might be the 2012 men's team where he, Rick was continuing to tinker with lineups and rotations all the way up to the Big East tournament. And I think Jeff is finding himself having to do the same thing. But he, I think last night, if anything, it shows you, like, against the best of the best, like, he – they have enough to work with, and Jeff is enough of a mad scientist. He might very well be able to pull this off. And and we, and we I think 2012 has, should have always opened up for us like the possibility. Like If you have an elite coach and you have players and it's just sort of a mismatch, they're going to give you a chance to win those games. And don't give up on sort of that developing by the end of the year.
3: The 2013 women's team as well. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I've viewed this the entire year. They had double-digit losses. Uh, they were a five seed going yep. into the uh, into the um, the NCAA tournament. They drove Je- Jeff crazy that year. They did. Shoney was that type of a, of yep. a personality. You know, she's a mercurial player. Uh, oh, she's way. somebody that can that can drive a coach crazy. And we made the national championship game. We beat yep. one of the most dominant players, probably the most dominant player in women's basketball history. And it ended up being the, the biggest upset in women's basketball history. One of the biggest upsets in sports. I look at this team and I see them, they've been on the verge. Like I've I've talked about it all year that the talent's just not a question. It's not a question for me. It's a matter of the pieces fitting together and this team figuring it out and Jeff figuring out the right recipe down the stretch. And I think they're right there. We've got two last second, you know, one possession losses to Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. Uh, We had a hard-fought loss at Duke. The NC State game was three-quarters of one-possession basketball, and then we all of a sudden in the fourth quarter not making any just could not make a basket. Literally, there was a little in the back; Like, couldn't make a basket. Uh, open shot, covered shot, three-point, layup, just didn't matter. Um, and last night, the layup thing reared its ugly head again there, 13-28, which was another reason why it was so confusing that Nyla was on the bench for so long. But I digress. I feel like they – It's funny, like, we've seen this season as kind of a disappointment, but if they beat BC, Miami, and take care of Notre Dame at home next week, they'll be on, like, the five line. And if they make a run in the ACC tournament, it's not out of the realm of possibility that we could still be hosting a game, uh, hosting the opening weekend. If you're a top-four seed, you do. So that goal is still there. Even in this disappointing season where it seems like almost all of the big matchups have gone the other way. We had a great win against North Carolina. That Texas win has improved over time. Yeah. Uh, the Florida State win has improved over time. Those three are really helping our resume a great deal. Virginia Tech win. Uh, we didn't beat Virginia Tech. Or the Florida State win which is what I'm yeah. thinking of it right after. <laughs> right. They're dark gyms that look almost exactly the they same do. on TV. They do. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Um, and, of course, like the middle I of the ACC is head so head strong. Is...
2: Reversed. Sorry, right, man. I need help.
3: The, uh, the <laughs> middle of the ACC is so strong that we get a lot of those, like, borderline quad one, quad two wins out of that. So everything's still on the table for the most part. I think this team has, has a run in them, and it's going to be interesting to see how they put it together in the next couple weeks.
2: Well, I want to give you a chance uh, to comment on that since, you yeah. guys, since we had one of our post game shows uh, for Tyler that. did a great <laughs> job. It was
3: nice having him in studio. We'll have Chrissy back in town next week uh, for the uh, regular season finale, and we'll be with you through the postseason.
2: Well, look, it's the, uh, it's the weekend of the 2013 celebration. I've been surprised that I have not heard more of this. And I want you to think about the two seasons ago, the uh, honoring of Lamar Jackson's jersey and all of that, when Louisville played Syracuse that week. They were coming off of a loss. Uh, and the I, I feel like we took five straight days of calls from people saying, these bastards better not ruin Lamar's jersey. Being Remember that. And yeah. Syracuse was, I think, needed one more. Win. I believe they needed one more win to be bowl eligible for that game. And there was a lo- there was a, a tremendous amount of angst that that game was going to be a flop, and, that, and it was going to be terrible. It was going to be a, a, a disaster. Not heard almost anything about making sure that the, the game is a requisite with what's going to be happening that day. Is it just? No ch- – because it's not like Louisville was playing great then either in football a year ago.
3: Right, but, Mark, it's obvious. Is there so any I'm hope, being-
2: though, that, that perhaps we get something uh, spirited? Because I feel like, it, if nothing else, the last couple of games, like, all right. I, I think of the three teams that Louisville has played, two and this one, uh, the – the the same effort against Virginia or Miami is going to – can beat Clemson. Yeah. We could be optimistic about tomorrow, Yeah,
3: right? no, I don't think it's it. look, I'm not going to sit here and poo-poo it like I – I mean, frankly, I wasn't in a good headspace going into the Virginia game. Um, I was pretty open about that, and I was at the game that night, and I was very proud of that effort, you know, and I'm not going to – it's not moral victories or anything like that, but I can admit that I was really wrong because I thought Virginia was the absolute worst-case scenario for us. So I'm going to take all of my, like, whatever, Mark. It's We don't have a shot. I'm going to take all those sentiments and put them to the side. Like, we've played really well against two good teams in a row – I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they show up for the Clemson game tomorrow. Um, I do think that the reason why people aren't talking that way is because we're three and twenty-two, and people don't want to put that on this celebration. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's we're going to need to enjoy it no matter what because the likelihood it's just not there. But I think that after the last couple of, of performances it's not out of the realm possibility they come out and they play really well against Clemson Clemson are world beaters they're having a really good season but I don't think they're better than Miami or Virginia
2: oh I I don't I don't think so either although they did just beat Florida State by 40 they did
3: uh and and that's true
2: (laughs) which sounds amazing by the way I would I would love to sign up for beating anybody by 40 I love to sign up for beating anybody that too, but beating them by forty would be super. Cool. You can stop this it's before the qualifier. I understand. I understand, but I think that would be fun. I'll be kind of curious about the emotional energy for the team for the game, given what it is, and I would imagine, and I would hope that Kenny has sort of warned them out with, like, this is what yeah. we're aspiring to. When I all of the 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 standards talk is is. To be this, what's here, But you're going to have, the, the, the team is at practice today. The 2013 guys are at practice today. Everybody we got. Because I talked to, to Luke and some others, about, and they're like, well, we have, well, you know, as a group, we're doing practice, and it's at three. If you have ever wonder, by the way, why we very, why we very have, uh, rarely ever had anybody for basketball on during the season, it's not because they don't agree to come on this is when they practice yeah <laughs> it's it's just one of the worst things about doing afternoon drive is football and basketball both tend to practice about this time so oh, you yeah. go to school in the morning like it's can't it's,
3: confirm on football <laughs> yeah
2: it's it's both i mean i understand uh, why it is that way uh, but just call us from the court
3: just you know yeah that's it's right fine. it's whatever that's right you can spare a guy right
2: mike leach uh, i've learned that he did that often that he did he would go on radio shows and stuff and he and then you'd hear him blow the whistle or or whatever yeah. and he was just at practice Doing it. Doing radio interviews. I like that. Uh, he was he was a different cat, for sure. Different kind of dude. But I, I do want, look, maybe we're going to get, hopefully, something just about it being concrete. You know, because it's one thing to sort of tell these guys, like, this is Louisville, and, and this is the standard and all this stuff. And it just sort of be ethereal and just sort of be right, uh, right. out there, but not something concrete. And then, like, the guys are standing right there. Surely, there will be something that rubs off on this. But I am... I do worry about the fact that they did get up for that Virginia game and stayed engaged in that Virginia game, and you do wonder about. So, this team hasn't given you the confidence that they that they'll mentally and emotionally do, like, turn right around and do it again against a third good opponent.
3: Yeah, it's 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 a tough ask, probably. Like, it's it, which it way do you look at be. it? Which way do you look at it though? Like, is it? they've spent a lot of emotional energy and real energy on these last two games and staying up with superior opponents or they're starting to figure it out and they know how, how well they can play and why would they go back to the other way? I don't know. I don't know which way it is. I tend to lean the first one only because that's been our season, but I don't want to be that negative going into this matchup. Not after the, the last two performances, I just don't want to be negative. Um, All
0: right, guys. um, This is Avery Dill. We are currently uh, having technical issues. As of right now, we're just going to air the Josh Hurd interview that you may have heard on the Diener show earlier today with Mark Blankenbaker josh heard with us now sorry about the uh the phone the number there uh josh but uh welcome in uh, to the dinner show on a on a, on a friday afternoon friday morning sorry
1: yeah thanks mark thanks mark yeah absolutely. all good all good i uh went to the championship tractor pool last night at freedom hall nice so <laughs> the yeah, tractor pool. of lower slower morning yeah whoa yeah, the tractor pull
0: i don't think i've ever been to a tractor pool ever <clears throat> history of my life but uh, you know what, what goes on at a tractor pool what do they pull
1: uh they they have this uh call it a mechanized trailer for a lack of better terms it has weights on it it's uh, I guess somewhat more sophisticated than I expected uh, and uh, the further that the tractor pulls the trailer the weight moves up towards the uh, towards the front of the trailer to make it harder to pull and I you know I'm sure that's more than you wanted to know but when you have a six-year-old son uh, the tractor pulls about as good as it gets.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, uh, Freedom Hall, legendary venue. Yum Center, legendary venue. We're going to have a big event there tomorrow night with a legendary team and 2013 national champions. I mean, what what can fans expect when they see this team, you know, come in that building again?
1: Uh, for us, it's just trying to celebrate them in, in the best opportunity that we can. So obviously, there's going to be. Footage of what transpired throughout the season uh, and into the postseason, and then obviously they'll they'll be able to be out there at halftime. And um, you know, for me, it was about recognizing a group of guys that uh, did uh, that accomplished some really special things, and our fans being able to spend some time with them and recognize them for for their accomplishments, and for everybody to just remember what that was like what that season was like in 2013 because uh anybody that was around this program uh knew knew what it was and what it meant and how exciting it was and so just trying to to give them their due 10 years after they won it
0: yeah and you know where where were you in and during that time josh you know uh, did you were you a part of of L at that point in time i cannot remember i gotta be honest
1: yes i was i was i think i was uh, I'm not even sure I was an assistant AD at that time, uh, but just trying to work my way up through uh, the athletic department ranks. And uh, so I was managing some championships and uh, overseeing some capital projects. But uh, I, I was part of part of the staff here at U of L, and uh, I remember uh, going up to Indy and. Um, and then i actually i was not able to go to the final 4 i actually went to the to the women's final four or actually that was 12 uh, no, that was 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was in, I was in New Orleans uh, with gotcha. the women's team at that time.
0: Well, that that was crazy because you know we were in Atlanta watching the, the the games in New Orleans, and and then you know and that was in between, and even in Indianapolis, like fans were like rushing out of uh, the bar of the of Lucas Oil to go watch the women's game against Baylor because that was such a close right. game. It yep. was an incredible yep. time, an incredible run. Yeah.
1: No, actually, it's funny now that I'm starting to. Uh, as you're mentioning some of those things, I remember doing exactly that. I remember going to find. I think we went to Rock Bottom Brewery in Indy. Yep. Uh, and then in New Orleans, I I vividly remember watching. My college roommate grew up in New Orleans, and so I vividly remember watching those two games uh, that were played in Atlanta uh, in in New Orleans and, and celebrating with, like I said, my college roommate. And mm-hmm. um, and, and I think. I think a large majority of this town, you know, I think this is one of those events that you remember exactly what you you were doing. If you weren't in Atlanta, you're like, nope, I remember exactly where I was when
0: they won that. Yeah, and, and a lot's been said over uh, the vacation of records penalty, you know, whether it's a legit penalty or not. But I think for this town, the the, the banner, the two banners really mean a lot to the fans. And uh, what went into the decision to contact the NCAA? What was that dialogue like? And and how did we land on uh, the coach's poll language on that particular banner that will go up in the rafters on Saturday night?
1: yeah i mean l- let me start by just saying that you know, look i would love to have a banner up there that truly recognizes them for all they accomplished in a perfect world that's what would be up there uh but obviously there was nothing up there uh, there hasn't been anything up there that's recognized that team for a number of years and uh actually i, I think my initial thought if i remember this correctly and i'm going to check this on monday when i go to uh go to duke they have they have a number of banners hanging up and some of their banners that they have hanging up say like ap number one and some things like that and i think that's where i originally got the idea of like could we could we come up with something just a little bit different language that's a little bit different that we could at least reach out to the NCA and say hey can we you know can we recognize it this way and uh so i ended up just drafting a letter and and saying, hey, uh, just what I've said in the past few minutes, this team uh, accomplished a great deal, and they should be recognized in some form or fashion, and, uh, you know, send it up, and and I obviously had conversations, it it wasn't just, hey, let's put this in the mail and, you know, hope for the best, I I had uh, had a handful of conversations with NCAA staff, and uh, it was, hey, we'll get it in front of the uh, committee on infractions, and it'll be up to them, and... Uh, and so I was, um, I wasn't overly optimistic. Why don't we say that? Uh, well, sure. That they were going to come back with anything, and uh, I, I, I received the response. It was a couple weeks ago, and it was literally just uh, you know a, a very quick email. Here's here's uh, here's the response to your request, and uh, it's uh, you know a full page letter, and right there somewhere in the middle of paragraph It says your request is approved. Yeah, and I and I and, think a,
0: a lot of people like that there is something i know that there's some people that like i just want the full 2013 national champion banner up ncaa champion up but that's not reality and i think some of that really kind of goes into the idea that you know a lot of folks are frustrated with just louisville basketball in general they want at least part of that back and they'll wait for the team on the floor to kind of to kind of come around
1: yeah i mean look i'd love to have it up too You know, like I said, uh, in a perfect world, it would be up. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world. And so I thought this was better than nothing. Uh, Like I said, it gives us an opportunity to recognize that team. And I know how much that team means to this city, to the university. And so I thought that was a win. Josh, I'm sorry. um, And so, and we're going to keep pushing, you know, it's, you know, uh, we're going to say, Hey, is there another opportunity for us to make another request to uh, put, put a banner up there that I think a large majority of us think should be up there. And so that's, you know, that's, that's the end goal. Uh, Is it next year? Is it 10 years from now? I don't know. Uh, But that's the hope that one day that, that, you know, a banner can be up there just like it is for the 80 and the 86 teams. Uh, And then at that point, hopefully everybody is really happy. And and I understand people's frustrations, but, uh, you know, I don't think uh, it's like anything. If you don't know all of what goes into making a decision and you base it around just what you're thinking, uh, then, you you know, you just you're going to say, hey, we can do this or we can do that. And I I did all of that, to to be honest with you. I want want our fans to know, like I said, like, well, how come Western Kentucky has their banner up? You know, how come Villanova has their banner up? Because those are the ones that I knew about. Mm-hmm. And so we asked all those questions. And, and we got educated and got to the point uh, where we're going to be on Saturday.
0: Well, no, yeah, you, you clarify. I was going to ask you, do you see this as a give and take that, I mean, I know that you said years ago or maybe a year and a half ago you asked about it and the answer was just flatly no. Now you've gotten to the point where we've got tomorrow and that banner is going up. I think you kind of answered it. You maybe envision that this is going to be a continuing dialogue. At, at some point, it, it, you know, you're going to maybe hope for uh, the, the actual banner that we can all kind of agree on, I guess if anybody can ever agree on anything, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well and you have to remember so you know ncaa staff changes uh committee staff or committee members change you know the committee on infractions is made up from uh membership you know uh athletic directors and uh i'm not exactly sure it's not all athletic directors but senior associate ad's deputy athletic directors things like that and so whenever a committee changes uh opinions change relative to that committee and so uh clarification i i that was the first request i had made since i've been in this role gotcha. the one that i made gotcha. a couple of weeks ago but i know that the university the athletic department had made that request uh previously this was uh a couple of years ago three or four years ago if i remember correctly i'm not sure the exact timeline but uh, the first time i requested it was here in the last call it six weeks and uh, so, yeah, to answer your question, um, you know, we're going to continue to keep it top of mind. And if there's another opportunity to say, hey, let's ask for something a little bit different than what we have up there, we will.
0: Josh, last one before I get you out of here. The, uh, Kenny Payne was talking with Bob Valvano after the game on Wednesday night after a close loss to Virginia. And he he shared with Bob that, he, you know, he told the players, this can never be like this again. And I just want to get your, your thoughts on – how how we get out of it, you know? How we move forward? How we make sure that we get back to the standard that is Louisville basketball?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I think let me start start that answer with just what University of Louisville basketball is and the standard, right? I, I'm um, I've worked in two athletic departments. I've worked at the University of Louisville and I've worked at Villanova uh and i think that that standard is pretty similar for both of those basketball programs and i i couldn't i couldn't work anywhere where the standard was to be okay you know to let's make the tournament let's let's uh, let's celebrate making the tournament that's not you know that's not what i want to do and so the standard is to compete for championships here at the university of louisville i understand that and that's the expectation from this fan base from the city and that's what we're going to work really really hard to get back to uh and now i'm not going to sit here and say these are excuses in my mind these are facts relative to where we are today you know if you look at this program for the better part of seven years it's been on probation and and that doesn't just you know that's not just a cliff that you fall off of it's just this decline and that's what's happened if you look at if you look at this program over the years and you know kenny has a really difficult job uh he knew that coming in uh i and i and i've said it i don't think anybody expected us to be three and twenty three um but that's where we're at right now and nobody thinks that's acceptable uh nobody thinks that 500 is acceptable uh you know people expect to be competing for championships here and that's what we're going to try to do and kenny's going to have the resources to do that and you know i think right now the only thing i would ask from our fans is uh you have you care deeply about this basketball program you are i mean the the emotions that you invest into this program over the years have been tremendous and that's what makes this program great. And I need you to continue to support this program because we're going to get it back to where everybody wants it to be, expects it to be. Um, I can I can assure you uh, this, this past year, uh, for me, for Kenny, uh, for his staff, for my staff, it, it, this has not been fun. Uh, to be honest with you, it's been miserable. Uh, it's just, you know, our fans feel it. I feel it. Kenny feels it. And um, we are going to work really, really, really hard to get the talent in here. Uh, and if the support staff isn't what it needs to be, and uh, or there's a, a cog that's missing, we're go- we're going to correct that uh, because it's it's really hard to win. I say that all the time. It's extremely, extremely hard to win. Uh, and I mean, you think about, think about how many good teams the University of Louisville's had. And they've been at the mountaintop three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's the expectation, and that's what we're going to try to get back to. And and I do. I do have confidence that we're going to get there. Uh, and uh, as soon as I don't have that confidence, then, then we'll have conversations as to what we change or how we change it. But right now, I have all the confidence in the world in Kenny and uh we've just got to we've got to get back to where our fans want us to be and like i said i think we will
0: yeah josh i get I, people always are like i'm gonna write josh Hurd, and i'm like he he knows like you know like he <laughs> you don't need to write you don't need to write josh Hurd an email to know you know that 323 is not you can save the phone call you can save the email but uh josh we're going to celebrate a great team tomorrow in the Yum center 13 dollar tickets I'm personally really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to seeing that the first stage banner going up there. Is how I'm going to refer to it. But I'm really excited about it on uh, tomorrow night there in the um Center.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, Mark. And uh, like I said, I I just appreciate you and and Drew trying to I think put it into context as to where as as to where we are today. You know that doesn't mean that's where we're going to be a year from now relative to the 2013 team or two years from now, however long it takes. But for me tomorrow is I want tomorrow to be as positive as it can possibly be. Uh, You've got a large majority of these guys coming back. There's a couple guys that uh, aren't going to be able to make it, but for the most part, the entire team's going to be back and I want them to to understand uh, how much they mean to this community, to this fan base And so I I just want them to be celebrated tomorrow.
0: They definitely will. Josh Hurd, Louisville Athletics Director. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Mark.
0: Josh Hurd. All righty. That was some great stuff from Mark Blankenbaker and Josh Hurd this morning. Um, If you missed it, we are waiting on Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit to get on back. So as of right now, we're going to cut to break. And when we come back, we will have Mark and Biscuit. Be right back on 93.9 The Ville. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did.
3: You know
1: those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's
3: physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.
0: listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The
2: Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. We have uh, solved our technological issues by bailing. So we're here. We're back on the old uh, home studio's. Uh, here. So if you want to jump in now, we'll let that uh, be something you can do here on a Friday, 8150, 90 9 We'll let you hear uh, the full interview with Josh Hurd, with Blankenbaker, and Keith Pointer uh, this morning uh, because I figured it would inform and kind of dominate pretty much all of the conversations uh, around today, heading into this weekend in terms of honoring the 2013 team and how they ended up where they did. I hope. That what Josh had to say there uh, about the process, what what really what the options even were, uh, is at least comforting to some folks because it certainly seemed like, th- I, and I was happy about this. The vast majority of people seemed to understand why Louisville was doing what they were doing in terms of that uh, alternate, I guess we'll call it banner, uh, but that there were a few people who sniffed at it, and didn't think it was uh, it was worthwhile or appropriate, or that it was that it represented some sort of failure of nerve or anything and then instead i think i appreciated him laying out how he this process works uh, and how they ended up with that especially that as better than nothing uh especially when nothing i think had been the response at least once in the past uh and that it represented progress because you recall remember luke called in i believe it was on wednesday uh, we talked to luke for just a minute and luke said like i hope his fear was that this is all they would do or that this was kind of a compromise move and that it would represent the end of their opportunities or their end of their efforts to put up a banner uh, that is uh, the same kind of recognition as everything else uh, that's up there. Just legitimacy. I understand that. And I think, I think Josh did a good job laying out. This isn't that this was never that it is progress, but it is not uh, the final effort. And I don't, in light of kind of some of the news uh, this week about what the NCAA is looking at and what the the future perhaps of college sports is at all, I'm not really sure how much longer we have to wait on any of this. Because I don't know if you've heard, but in uh, in the one hearing uh, that the NCAA is in to have a lawsuit dismissed against them, uh, they they seem to be in deep doo doo, uh, and I think that the uh, the Structure of the entire thing is about to change, and I think we'll be seeing that banner up there uh, before too long. I've biscuit is a we we bailed as fast as we could, just you don't need headphones for me, buddy. You can hear me. Um, we'll go uh from there. So, we're if you've ever seen that clip, and I'm sure that at this point you have, where Bill O'Reilly sort of loses his mind when he's still on Inside Edition,
1: we'll do it live.
2: Yeah, we're we're there, but and we're we're holding it in badly, but we're there.
3: So, I, if you want to know why you beat me here, yes. it's because I drove by Eastern Parkway on accident. Okay. And didn't how was it? until after I did. That's so good. That's good. I had to turn around. I didn't want to get on the highway because you know how traffic is this time. Sure, of day. sure. So, anyway, Mark beat me here, even though I left first. Right. We want to thank the back door for the 20 minutes of wonderful That's hospitality. That's right. It's not their fault.
2: <laughs> not, the, not their fault uh, at all. We'll be back there.
3: It's not your fault. Uh, in but...
2: no time. It's not. It's not the back door's
3: fault. Absolutely not. It's our equipment. And Spencer. I wasn't even here yet. I'm being scapegoated.
2: Scapegoated, as the message boards would say.
3: I can't hear you, Spencer, so I'm just going to assume love you, were, you were admitting guilt. That's right. That's fine. Yeah. You,
2: I think you can presume that sort of thing. But, anyway, look, he, while we were both uh, commuting back uh, mm-hmm. in haste, the entire interview played uh, there between uh, Blanket Baker, Keith Pointer, and, and Josh Hurd. One, I think it was good to hear from him, from Josh, that this was not compromise that this was progress and then i think it was good for josh to put words to that for people so that people understand what this was and that this actually represents movement not less the uh, like uofl settling for less than what right. they could have had uh, and and look I, i've kind of gotten to the point where i don't worry about people who are like put the banner up or nothing middle fingers or nothing like that's those people aren't listening so i'm not talking to them anymore so i'm not worried about that the other part, though, I am glad that they did ask him just so your about this season and how this has gone, and and I think not asking him necessarily to like just give us your full and final evaluations on uh, on Kenny, but he did. I thought the answer was was more firm than I would I was expecting from him. Like I, I really I I thought what he had to say about. What's acceptable around here, and sort of what next year needs to be, and things like that—that that was more than I was expecting to get from him, or just about any AD. I missed his answer. <laughs> it's firm. It's firm. Can we, can we play that just the part of, uh, again, just the the end there, uh, where Blank asked him about kind of the standard for Louisville basketball and Kenny Payne and all that stuff, like because I th- I think that's that's worth paying attention to. That was the noteworthy thing uh, that has happened. Coming out of that interview. And I know that, uh, that Avery had, had that handy. If we could get that. Uh, we, I'd like to play that. Because it certainly sounds like the very, very. Like some of you who have called or texted. And it's like this is going to take years and years and years. It doesn't sound like that's the sort of patience. That's going to be allowed uh, either. And I, I would hope. I would hope you would hear some, some optimism in that. And that it's not just sort of coach speak. From, the, from your athletic director, but it's like, no, we're... The expectation is for this thing to get a whole lot better right away, which kind of makes me wonder if they're not having conversations, the kinds of conversations we would expect at the end of the season, if they're not already having some of those. Because remember, uh, at the last was the last coach's show for Kenny Payne. He's talked to him. We're like, man, he sort of sounds like he's kind of already moving on, <laughs> moving on to next year. It does kind of make you wonder if he's like... Th- they all haven't done at least some of that. You know, it... it I can't help but feel like maybe they have the, all of the attitudes are. Let's be ready to hit next year right away. And I, how are we feeling about being able to to cue this up? We need a minute.
0: Kenny Payne was talking with Bob there Alvano yeah. after the game on Wednesday night after a close loss to Virginia, and he he shared with Bob that he, you know he told the players this can never be like this again. And I just want to get your your thoughts on how how we get out of it, you know, how we move forward, how we make sure that we get back to the standard that is Louisville basketball.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I think let me start start that answer with just what University of Louisville basketball is and the standard, right? I I'm um I've worked in two athletic departments. I've worked at the University of Louisville and I've worked at Villanova uh and i think that that standard is pretty similar for both of those basketball programs and i i couldn't i couldn't work anywhere where the standard was to be okay you know to let's make the tournament let's let's uh, let's celebrate making the tournament that's not you know that's not what i want to do and so the standard is to compete for championships here at the university of louisville i understand that and that's the expectation from this fan base, from the city, and that's what we're going to work really, really hard to get back to. Uh, and now, I'm not going to sit here and say these are excuses. In my mind, these are facts relative to where we are today. You know, if you look at this program for the better part of seven years, it's been on probation, and and that doesn't just, you know, that's not just. A cliff that you fall off of. It's just this decline, and that's what's happened. If you look at if you look at this program over the years, and you know, Kenny has a really difficult job. Uh, he knew that coming in, uh, I, and, I, and I've said it. I don't think anybody expected us to be three and twenty-three, um, but that's where we're at right now. And nobody thinks that's acceptable. Uh, nobody thinks that five hundred is acceptable. Uh, you know people expect to be competing for championships here and that's what we're going to try to do and kenny's going to have the resources to do that and you know i think right now the only thing i would ask from our fans is uh you have you care deeply about this basketball program you are i mean the the emotions that you invest into this program over the years have been tremendous and that's what makes this program great. And I need you to continue to support this program because we're going to get it back to where everybody wants it to be, expects it to be. Um, I, can, I can assure you uh, this, this past year, uh, for me, for Kenny, uh, for his staff, for my staff, it, it, this has not been fun. Uh, to be honest with you, it's been miserable. Uh, it's just, you know, our fans feel it. I feel it. Kenny feels it. And um, we are going to work really, really, really hard to get the talent in here. Uh, and if the support staff isn't what it needs to be and, uh, or there's a, a cog that's missing, we're going we're to correct that uh, because it's, it's really hard to win. I say that all the time. It's extremely, extremely hard to win. Uh, and, I mean, you think about, think about how many good teams the University of Louisville has had. And they've been at the mountaintop three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's the expectation, and that's what we're going to try to get back to. And, and I do. I do have confidence that we're going to get there. Uh, and uh, as soon as I don't have that confidence, then, then we'll have conversations as to what we change or how we change it. But right now, I have all the confidence in the world in Kenny, and uh, we've just got to, we've got to get back to where our fans want us to be. And like I said, I think we will.
0: Yeah, Josh. I get I, people always are like, I'm going to write Josh Hurd, and I'm like, he he knows. Like you know, like he <laughs> you don't need to write you don't need to write Josh Hurd an email to know you know that three twenty three is not. You can save the phone call. You can save the email.
2: All right, that was the portion that i thought was most relevant for a discussion like ours uh here today if you're you're the average fan almost no matter where you you stand and i feel like i have to like address uh special interest groups you know in these the, like the different factions yeah. you know or whatever but
3: very tribal mark
2: something for something for everybody in there right yeah like so, something something in there for every group anything in there that jumps out at you at, as most maybe new interesting surprising
3: so him directly saying kenny's gonna have the resources if we need to retool the staff or anything like that then we'll do it like just outwardly saying that's pretty interesting to me you know like i think they've had those conversations to me it that's what it feels like to me like like, like that's something that's already been discussed between them yes that's what it feels like to me. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but those are the conversations we've had. Where it's like, what, what needs to happen after this year? I don't think they can go into next year with the same staff. After you go like 3 and 27 or 4 and 28, 27, whatever it is, I have a hard time. Like, let's keep the status quo. Everything's fine. Let's move forward. You know, like, and I understand that he made it very clear that Kenny's going to have the resources. He also made it very clear for a certain faction of people that 500 isn't going to be okay.
2: Now, that I thought was the most interesting part of everything that he said is that it doesn't sound like there's much of an appetite for gradualism here. You know, th- that the ex, we know this is not acceptable. This is not like, we're not trying to just sort of hang around in the middle here and just be happy that you're the coach. Like, we, the results ultimately do matter and they need to get better faster, sooner yeah. rather than later. I don't think that there's any kind of. I think well, Rick Bozich had kind of the article. I think expecting them to be 500 or whatever next year might be reasonable. I, not not to the guy writing the checks. I don't think so. Yeah,
3: I don't Doesn't think so. Doesn't sound like it, right. and that's, That was comfort, and I everything he said was kind of in line with where I'm, I'm. I'm good with it because it's kind of where I'm at. Where I where I say like it's it's probably for everybody who thinks that we're going to get rid of him after one year. It's not going to happen. Like if 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 there's a divorce, it's going to be from his end, probably. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, it's very unlikely to happen. I'll put it that way. I don't want to take everything off the table. It's very unlikely that he's well, not that, our coach next year. There's no way you – like, they're not. I'll say it. Yeah. I listened to that answer.
2: That That's he's not be being discussed. Right. He's going to be the coach next the year. The only thing you could maybe, maybe infer that that's a possibility was from the part where he said – I have confidence, which is exactly what he should say. And the minute I don't, we'll have those conversations. Yeah. But barring something like, wildly being inferred from all that, no, it doesn't sound like the plan is, is to do anything like that. And they're going to, I think, more than anything else, what Josh wants is for there to be a feeling of a finality, like when it happens. And I think that it would be impo- just about impossible to do that after one year, and that it's. It's valuable to him for our reputation here and just for sort of we know what it's like to have an abrupt firing that leaves all sorts of lingering, terrible feelings and that we can at least avoid that. And then all of the recriminations that come from it by saying, no, we're going to make sure that we gave Kenny every
3: opportunity before moving. on. That's the right thing to do. I agree. And it's also the smart thing to do financially. Um, it's a smart thing to do for Josh because, quite frankly, yes, quite frankly, if you fire a guy after one year, one, it doesn't reflect that well on the university, um, and two, it doesn't reflect well on Josh because he hired him. Regardless yep. of how you think he got to that point and all your conspiracy theories or whatever you think, at the end of the day, he settled on Kenny Payne, and that was his hire. So firing after one year is not going to reflect well on Josh Hurd either. So he's going to get two years, but I think it's good that he said it out there. We got it from his mouth because there's a lot of different ideas being thrown around right now about expectations for next year. They're all over the map depending on where you are with Kenny Payne. And I think he set a firm line where it's like, no, we're not going to adjust our expectations going forward because this year was so bad. That's not something we're doing. Yeah. And I think that that is in line with how college basketball operates now, is that you can't sit there and say it's a five-year rebuild job. So anybody who has that on their mind, that it's five or four or even three, probably needs to disabuse themselves of those notions. You need to get rid of that. He has to perform next year, and I don't think that's unfair in the current climate of college basketball. I think that's a man who wants this to work out, but understands the realities of the situation and says, look, we're going to give him every single tool he could possibly need to succeed next year, and it's up to him. If he he retains the staff the way it is, that's his decision. Whoever he brings back on this team, that's his decision. But he's going to have a lot of NIL money that we know about. He's going to have access to the transfer portal. He's going to have no uh, cloud. No cloud. And he's going to have the ability to turn over his staff if he wants to. He's got every tool in the, in the chest, and he's going to have expectations that match that. All right,
2: we're take a quick break here. We're all going to be in better moods on the other side I of d- this I break. I will
3: say, sorry, I will say it's nice to hear the athletic director basically telling people it's okay to have your expectations as well, and I understand your passion.
2: And we'll do the same on the other side here on The Drive on Athenville.